What's up everybody? My name is Lavelle Hewitt and I am your host of Do It In The Dark, a podcast that focuses on introspection and accountability. How to pick yourself apart and put the pieces back together. So take this journey with me as we redefine who we are, how we got here, and move confidently toward the future. Do It In The Dark is an opinion-based podcast based on research, statistics, and my personal views. These comments are not represented by any political, religious, or government entities. The views expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are finally here. That's right. Clap it up, clap it up. Make some noise. This is Do It In The Dark, podcast on introspection and accountability. And this is episode 10 Listen, we did it, y'all. We did 10 business episodes, and I'm so happy about this um, this night. Um, I'm really excited, man. We're going to talk about failure, and tonight's topic is 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 uh, it's called fail big, fail big, and it's important because I, I wanted to create a um a, a journal of sorts uh, with some notes and these episodes represent the notes for future business owners and new startups to kind of have a guide of motivation because starting a company is not easy and so these first 10 episodes represent the journey of starting a company and the thought process behind having a doubt and not sure if this is something you can actually do so i'm glad we were able to get these 10 episodes in man i'm i'm super excited so tonight we're going to talk about what is failure and why failure is not a a bad word so we're going to look at it from the perspective of failing and failing with a purpose so tonight the, the the episode is called fail big and I want you to understand in business. Um, so now I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's let's do this. Let me let me pace myself. You can see I'm excited. I'm all over the place, man. Let me let me tone down a bit. So the episode is called Fail Big. And so I got it set up in three components. I want to talk about. I want to give you three of the biggest businesses or business owners who had monumental failures and was able to bounce back to you know within historic proportions. And then second, I want to give you three reasons I think that you should start your business. Three reasons to start a business. And then third, we're going to talk about how do you deal with failure and, you know, why it's okay to be open to failure and uh, how I think you should think about failure. We're going to look at that from a psychological perspective. You know, I, I address everything from a psychological perspective because psychology is a component of business that we all need so let's get to it ladies and gentlemen let's go fail big three companies that had monumental failures and was able to bounce back let's start with number one bill gates most of you and i know a lot when, when doing the research i didn't know this either so I, I really doubt that a lot of people are going to know this or remember it. Bill Gates had a company called Traft O'Data. Traft O'Data. 
And so here's what they did. It was actually a cool concept, but it, it, it ended in failure. So have you ever driven over those weird black cables that stretch across the road? They were used to measure traffic by counting the tire bumps, right? So Bill Gates had a few of his friends. They created it. And the name of the company was called Trafto Data. Although it ultimately failed, it did provide the government and local state municipalities um, information and data that they needed to kind of, you know, predict, understand traffic and uh, growth in certain areas. But Bill Gates, had he stopped at that failed business, would not be the the billionaire we know now who owns Microsoft. So Bill Gates had a monumental failure. And, and, and honestly, it's probably not the only business venture that failed. But in doing the research, it states that it failed and it failed miserably. So understand that if Bill Gates can take his Trafto data and fail with it, he was able to clearly learn from it, take information from that that business, that venture, to just the, the full experience of it, and turn it into a learning experience that he could move forward and come up with Microsoft. So the second person we're gonna talk about today is somebody you all know very, very well, the late, great Mr. Steve Jobs. So, I know you probably don't remember because I didn't remember this and doing the research. That's why research is such a great tool in business. It helps you to learn things that you didn't know about some of the people we admire, how they missed on it and how they get things wrong, you know. So, Steve Jobs had uh, Apple One and also another product called Apple Lisa. So it says, do you remember Apple One or Apple Lisa? If not, you're not alone. These two products Apple produced uh, that crashed and burned. Unfortunately for Steve Jobs, these were products that he pushed for and it cost Apple millions of dollars in development. And that was money that Apple never recouped. So of course, as it goes, Apple um, ended up forcing Jobs out of the company in the mid 80s. Now, fortunately for him, he didn't give up. As we know, he came back in 1997 and led the expansive, um, the expansion uh, campaign that that uh, that grew Apple to what we know it as now. And then, third but not least, Mr. Jeff Bezos. The early years of Amazon. Most of us probably do not even remember that Amazon, you know, had these monumental issues so Amazon founder Jeff Bezos made some mind-blowing mistakes while getting the company off the ground and even though it was successful when it finally you know launched and became stable here are two examples to kind of show you that this could have led uh, to the demise of the company and took him down in great fashion so one example was when they first launched, people could leverage a glitch that allowed them to buy negative book 
a negative number of books and receive a credit from the company. Huge glitch in the system. That's a huge glitch in the system, right? So, and the other example was, when a company begins selling toys and books, Bezos insisted on changing their business model where they bought $100 million worth of toys uh, waiting for, you know, in the, in, the, in the beginning months waiting for Christmas time to come around. They figured they would have a huge Christmas season. After the season had come and gone, they stored that their storage of the $100 million worth of toys. They were left with $50 million worth of inventory because that stuff didn't move. So Amazon eventually ended up giving away millions of millions of uh, dollars worth of toys because they needed that storage space back. So what does that tell you? This could have been very costly for the company, right? And this could have ultimately led to the demise of Amazon. Steve Jobs, what he was doing with pushing and pushing product development and spending millions of money, millions of dollars from Apple on Apple One and Apple Lisa could have ultimately cost him his reputation in the, in the tech community and he could have never come back. And Bill Gates with his Trafto data could have really taken at the heart and never bounced back until the to the great you know business mind that we know and have in terms of Microsoft. So that's just three examples. You know, I would like to tell you, for me, business has always been something that I wanted to get into because I felt I had something to give. Something that I could share with people. Uh, I had a gift of teaching in terms of being an educator for a long time, but I really wanted to own my own business because even structuring a team to help run the company, I felt like I had a gift in doing that. And I wanted to show people that business didn't have to look and feel a certain way. So I'll tell you three reasons I want you, if you have those visions about what it would be like to start your own company. If you have this gut feeling of, I know I can do X, Y, and Z. I got three reasons for you why I think you should go ahead and just do it. So reason number one, you gotta fulfill your passion. If there's a driving force within you, something that you can't shake, you want to make sure that you at least give it your best shot to see where it takes you. You want to see where, where that will take you in starting a business that you really feel passionate about. The second thing is, once you create a business 
and you are now earning income from it, you can leverage your income and you can control your income potential. That is a true statement. I've done it several, several times. I've been in the hospice business as an owner since 2017, and I've been able to dictate my income once we became stable in 2018. So every year since 2018, I can leverage how much money I need to make. And then the third reason is service to your community. When you start a business, most people put the business or they open the business where they live. And there's no greater feeling than serving the community where you live because your company is generating jobs. Your company is, you know, helping toward the taxes for the school systems and the roads and things of that nature. But you are a pivotal part of moving the needle forward where you live. So for those three reasons, I think you should consider starting a business and at least giving it your best shot to see what, what you will learn from it. So I'm gonna give you those again, right? The first reason I think you should start a business is to fulfill your passion. Second reason is to control your income potential. And then third, to serve your community. Now, people will say, statistics will tell you that most companies fail within the first year of, of, of opening. Those statistics are somewhat true. The part of that that's not captured in business is a lot of people start their companies, but they do not fail. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, but... A lot of people will start the company, start a business, start a new venture, and before they fail, they quit. So in essence, the business doesn't necessarily fail. You didn't give it a chance to fail. You saw obstacles and obstacles and you didn't know how to navigate or recalibrate what should happen. You didn't know how to adjust. You didn't know how to ask for help. And so, you know, naturally people push anything that is a you know huge obstacle in front of them that they can't see their way over we quit and so yeah that 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 statistic is partially true that the business may have failed uh, or new businesses may fail but there's no statistical value that will tell you how many people quit before they have a chance to fail and that's the part I want to talk to you about tonight. If we can understand what failure is in business and how we can navigate through failure, then we can eliminate things like being afraid of the outcome, being afraid because somebody is motivating you away from starting the business because they don't understand it or they don't see the vision. And then also being afraid to be alone with that thought with the concept or with the starting of the company. I'll tell you, you know, story time. Yeah, 
it's story time. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys this. This happened just the other day. So, I own a hospice company, and I was calling around trying to get a contract into a facility. And so I had to speak to a, a regional manager and never met the person. They've never met me. This is a simple first time phone conversation interaction. And I pulled from the conversation. Not sure if that was that person's intention or not. They didn't think that my business would be sustainable because there's so much competition out there. And by the end of the conversation, that person encouraged me, you should just sell the company. Now, under normal circumstances, under a normal business relationship, I don't think that would be bad advice. You tell people, you know, after you've been in business so long, you grow the company, you know, if it is your your end game to sell the company, of course you've built a, a viable product that people want, you sell it. But what I was confused about is in a introductory conversation, first time meeting someone, without you knowing the makeup of the company, without knowing the ins and outs, without knowing the revenue capacity or value, current value of the company, you give them the suggestion of, you know, you may want to get out of the industry because it is overly saturated. I don't know, I found that offensive. And because I'm in business for myself, I can be a, a bit sensitive at times, I believe. I, I'll be honest about that. But I really thought that that was coming from the failures that sh that person had heard about, experienced, or saw happen to other companies. And it was projected onto my situation. So out of respect for, you know, if it was a misconception or whatnot i don't want to mention if it was a male or female or who it was in the, in the in the healthcare industry that i spoke with but that stuck with me and it led me to do this episode tonight so i take the the mantle tonight and, and i i bring forward if you're gonna do something you do it big and in business, if you're going to fail, you want to fail big. Because the failure is not the reward, obviously. But the lessons and what you learn from it will take you on and on your continued journey into the next, the next thing you do. And so I encourage you, start your company start your business prepare yourself listen to the earlier episodes right one through nine to get some information on how to structure your business 
how to build your team, how to be a better leader, how to look within yourself for the power and confidence you need to get started. And um, go forward. Because there's a small opportunity, there's a small chance that you might not fail. So what if you don't fail? How about that? What if you don't fail, right? So since we're talking about failure tonight, I want to talk about these three areas on, on how to deal with failure. So in business, we know that failure is inevitable. And that's inevitable. It's inevitable in business and in life. So while, of course, nobody likes to fail, doing so doesn't have to jeopardize your future success. And here are some points to deal with failure that will help you to navigate these obstacles in the future. The first one we're talking about is, 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 is reframe. So reframe your failure as a short-term setback. And then you learn from it. So I talk about this all the time where things happen and, and the thing that happened is not your downfall. The thing that happened is your lesson. Your thinking is the downfall. If you think it is the end of the world, it becomes the end of the world. If you think of it as a minor setback, it is just a minor setback. And that's where this is important because only you can determine that. So the thinking is what controls your reaction to whatever it is that happened. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being disappointed, making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with having a creative block where you can't get past certain issues with why the business didn't, didn't work out. But you can't live there forever. You can't stay there. You can't, you know what I'm saying, develop the, 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 the mindset that I tried it, I did it, and that's the end of it, and I don't ever want to be in business again. You have to change your mindset, change your thinking, and reframe. So the next thing is, how do you think strategically, right? So it says, think strategically to step out of your comfort zone. Once you've dusted yourself off from stumbling, think strategically and take calculated risks to plan your next move. Weigh your options carefully. Make decisions with clear, calm mindset. I can't, I can't tell you how many times people have come up with an idea and instead of them formulating how they want to execute, they use spontaneity and they jump right into action and oh, this is what I'm going to do without a well thought out plan. And I've said, I've said it time and time again. You make a plan of execution and then you plan for adjustments because nothing ever goes as planned. But not having a plan and doing something spontaneous leaves you without any level of catch all right there's nothing that there's nothing set up as a as a as a kind of a, 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 a trampoline for when you fall from an idea or you fall from a, a creative space 
if you don't plan to catch yourself when you make some mistakes it can be catastrophic for your business so you have to think strategically okay so if this doesn't work I can realign readjust and I can move this way sometimes it is very simple but what we do is we psych ourselves up and using you know the frame of reference from psychology there's a point where we want to succeed so bad that we can't we can't rationalize our way through a situation and that can be dangerous spontaneity is good for a lot of things but building a business component is not one of them and then the third part I want to talk to talk to you about it is okay to seek advice from people who've done it before who are doing it well and can give you you know some really credible advice on how to proceed how to move forward with this business so it says everyone needs encouragement when they've encountered unexpected problems and challenges mentors have the advantage of hindsight and can impart wisdom they glean from their mistakes right now i stand as a mentor to a lot of people i stand right now as a, a sounding board to a lot of people who have businesses i consult for a lot of people um in state out of state and sometimes it's not even in the industry of healthcare. but good sound advice is good sound advice and so just like i um I am used as a sounding board for other people in my industry I go to the professionals who helped me to get started I have four very good contacts people that I can pick up the phone and call at any moment and ask their advice on hey how did you handle this situation when you when you encountered this how do you deal with Medicare regarding these things what does it mean when you get this letter, right? How do you deal with these billing situations? All of the different things that I, I've now come to fully understand in running a hospice company, I had questions. And even though I was really good at one area in terms of marketing and developing and uh, educating families about what hospice was, I was not so strong from a clinical aspect, I was not so I was not so strong in understanding the billing component. So you have to ask questions, and you seek advice from people who know to educate yourself. So now you are better prepared to move forward. One of the things we do as a people is we allow our confidence to overshadow our common sense. Confidence will tell you, oh, I could, I could, you know, I could uh, make mistakes through trial and error. Some mistakes are very costly and will cost you your entire business. I used to be one of those people that had a ton of confidence thinking that I can weather any storm. And it may be true, like, listen, just because you can weather any storm doesn't mean you have to. There are things that we can avoid by receiving good counsel 
and you don't have to endure the pitfalls that everybody else go through just because you can. So as I close tonight, I want to make sure I leave you with start that company, gener- you know, start that business, man. Listen to the, 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 the voice in your, in, your, in your psyche. Go with the feeling that's in your gut and start that company. Do yourself a favor. You don't want to have to live with the regret of not doing it and knowing where it could have been. If you're going to fail, fail big. And then reframe your thinking as to what failure really was and how you could come back stronger. Again, this is Lavelle Hewitt. Thank you for listening to Do It In The Dark, a podcast on introspection and accountability. Until next time, peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Do It In The Dark with Lavelle Hewitt. Please subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms. Until then, turn the lights off because the work begins in the dark.